Hey, Sam. Hey, cutie patootie. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I love when people call me like sunshine or like honey or like sweetie. And I, I told somebody the other day, I was like, please don't stop doing that because it makes me feel like a child again. Like, I love it. Aww. So I appreciate you for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, I don't I don't do it all the time. But I mean, how can I look at you and not think that you're just a golden ray of sunshine? Oh, my God. Stop. I'm going to blush. Oh, my God. Well deserved. Stop. Because I feel like this week I haven't really been a ray of sunshine. I was like having a hard time and I literally had to call you this week and you had to like get me off my ass literally and push me <laughs> metaphorically into self-care. So I just have to shout out you this week for literally like pulling me up from the ashes. Well, dude, but like we could have gotten off that call and you could have just stayed in bed. Like the fact that like even after we hung up, like you went and did the thing. That's huge. Like that's freaking cool. Oh, I appreciate you so much. We're back at you. Well, and I think also it brings up a good point because we're going to talk about alcohol today and, you know, I've been on this sobriety journey and when you don't have numbers anymore, it is kind of hard when you have those like hard times to self-medicate without toxic things, right. <laughs> you know, you have to like learn new habits. So I think that was very much a product of like what you witnessed on the phone this week of me having a little menti B as Sam puts it. <laughs> so mental breakdown. I literally stole it. I'm using it all the time. <laughs> hey, make those breakdowns fun. All right. Wherever you can implant joy, do it. Literally. I mean, I love that you said that because I was reminding somebody this week that like experiences are your own. Like, yes, you can feel your emotions, but like you can either laugh or cry about it. Like, which way do you want to go? You can you have the power over that. And a lot of the times we don't remind ourselves that we really do have the power over how we show right. up for ourselves and others in the world. And a lot of it has to do with just like giving it a shot too, like because like I remember like I used to be like really stubborn about it. I'm like, well, that's not gonna do anything. I don't like that. And then I really like got into like intention and manifestation, and it, it does something. Even if you just play around with it, practice. Even if it's not a regular thing, just throwing it in every once in a while can do something. A little something, something. Practice makes progress. <laughs> All right, you want to jump into today's episode? I think so. That sounds like a plan, my stand. All right, a one, a two, a three. Action! Hello, everybody. Welcome to We've Got It All Wrong. I'm Sam. And I'm Che, and we're two queer millennials navigating through all that's wrong society and leaving you with ways to be your own catalyst for change. So get angry with us, cry with us, heal, take action as we're going to discuss today's unhumanistic culture. And I'm really excited for this one because selfishly, I get to shine today. <laughs> oh, not selfishly. It's so well deserved. I have been looking forward to this episode since we came up with the idea like just a couple months ago, wasn't it? You're like, hey, you know my yeah. hundred days. And I was just like, hell yeah, let's do it. So not selfish at all. It's a gift. So that spotlight, I'm going to pop it right on you. But bam, tell us your story, <laughs> my dude. I take it. I take it. 
graciously, gracefully. Um, so by the time that this episode launches, I will be a hundred days mm. sober. And I don't mean California sober. <laughs> I don't mean just alcohol sober. I mean everything from my vape to my sleeping medication to any recreational uses. And then of course the biggest one for me was alcohol. And, um, you know, it's so funny because when we think about alcohol, it's like the world really has a drinking problem. I wouldn't even just say the United States. Like mm. in the US, it's such a norm, like eating and drinking. And it's really not as healthy as like maybe some other countries think that it is. But it's almost like being in that toxic relationship. And like you really just like can't see it. You can't see that it's toxic absolutely dude it's everywhere and i'm someone who doesn't drink because i don't like the taste of alcohol uh it makes me gag like i'll never forget like taking a shot of patron and then just vomiting it up on the dance floor immediately and like the birthday girl oh was just like excuse me i paid ten dollars for that and i'm like well i told you it wasn't it wasn't gonna end well uh so i'm not a big fan but i think having like that detachment i can like i really see it and i'm just like wow everyone wants to do this all the time like they're spending tons of money since tons of time tons of like health impacts that they're that they're absorbing from it and it's just it's it's constant and like you said it's not just the united states i mean alcohol is mm -hmm. cultural it's rooted into all, like so many cultures just day-to-day -day life and i do think we have to call out the fact that it is a poison you know mm -hmm. i know i've drank for my entire life literally i started drinking at like 15 maybe in like 14 mm. and so that's why there was like this i guess instagram post going around about like i was 21 when i was 15 and then i joked that that's why i have to get sober at 30. <laughs> but oh, that's so funny. i love what you were saying i know but it's so true right like this drinking culture and then it's like if you don't drink people are like why it's like people get weirdly offended when you yeah, say that weird. you're not drinking it's almost like it's an attack on them or something i don't know when like in reality we just have to remember that we're really not taught that there's like life outside of partying and like numbing ourselves like nobody was like hey guess what like you don't need this to fit in when you were growing up or like hey you can actually like feel your feelings you don't have to like go numb them out with like substances and alcohol like nobody teaches oh us that and so i you know so like we can't really blame anybody for it i think the sobriety sober curious communities are up and coming right now um outside of just having aa and like AA seems really scary right so it's like we're just kind of now getting into an era of people being like oh okay sober circles sober curious where you don't necessarily have to go through a 12-step program Okay, I am in love with everything you just said. First of all, this is the first time I've heard the term sober curious. I love that. I think that's really cool, especially with what you said about like AA, because like, I think we look at AA w with this lens of last resort or everything has gone to shit. And now that's what I have to right. do. And I think this really opens up the door to kind of like explore the other options and be like, hey, it doesn't have to be this one and done thing. Or you don't have to commit to this um, specific community because uh, AA has done fantastic work. It's great, but there are quite a few roots in it that could use some attention, uh, maybe some changes. Mm -hmm. So I think bringing this out into the community and something that's a lot more accessible 
is really going to be beneficial to, you know, making some more changes into what has been a very dangerous part of our culture. Yeah, I love that too. And honestly, when I think back to it, I I have always been sober curious and I honestly didn't hear about it as well until a few years ago who my sober coach, Jamie, um, she goes by Hype Girl Healing on social media. She started this sober curious brand, let's just say. And it's so funny because I feel like the universe was like throwing me signals throughout the last few years Mm. because I have to set the precedent that like drinking was my entire personality. Like I was a party girl. Like I, Sunday fun days, Wednesday nights were my thing. Like I would always get the itch. I was would always talk about it with one of my friends about this itch that I would get that I have to go scratch with partying. Mm. I would always get it by Wednesday. It would come back around. Like, you know what I mean? Like almost like cravings, but it was like an itch to me. And she started this group and I was so curious about it. And I was like, oh, I love this. I love this. But I really wasn't ready in my life to Mm. take the leap and test it. And so it's like, I feel like I kind of got these signals for a while throughout my 20s of like, ooh, you know, look at this, look at this. Or like when I got COVID, right? That was like a week that I couldn't go partying. Mm. And I remember like crying to my best friend being like, I feel like there's another version of me that I've been suppressing with alcohol. But guess what? I still went back to it. I still, as soon as I got better, I went back to it. So it's kind of like I've had these signals for a while. Um, So it's not just kind of like, oh, I decided to get sober. Like, this has been an issue for me. And alcoholism runs in my family. I grew up in a party group. Like, when I was in high school, we were the party kids. And, again, nobody was really there to tell us differently in that, like, there was other ways to be. So I have to say that hitting 100 days is an extremely big deal for me and i get to say that i got sober on my 30th birthday Mm. so oh that's so cool no it's a really huge deal like you did it cold turkey you did it after like listening and really paying attention to what was around you and you actually did it like that's that's huge like i remember like you telling me be like hey it's this many days now this many days now and you stuck with it (laughs) and that excitement throughout was just really cool to see and i really just like appreciated being able to have these candid discussions about alcohol because like like you mentioned earlier people get really uh apprehensive i guess is a kinder way for me to say it when you say you don't drink you know, mm-hmm. it's like they think that like, they need to start reflecting on their attachment to alcohol, and maybe they do. Um, but it's like they take it as an affront. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I think we really need to support a lot more because there's more than one reason why people don't drink. Um, and I think especially with this sober curious like subculture or movement that's going on i think it can definitely make some waves in how we not only think but communicate or accept other people's choices to drink or not drink and i think it's an important point here to drop some facts on what you just said because of course the center for disease disease the center for disease control and prevention reported that about one in six u.s adults binge drinks Mm -hmm. at least four times a month every weekend makes sense right four times a month and they're drinking about seven drinks when they do that which from my experience like seven to fifteen let's just say right 
And so that's like 17 billion total binge drinks consumed by adults annually <laughs> and almost 500 drinks per year per person. Oh, wow. And I just want to add on to that and say that excessive alcohol use is the third leading cause of death in the United States. Mm -hmm. So I know we're kind of talking about it in like, a oh, like sober curious. And it is that, but it is like very serious. Like this toxic chemical <laughs> is the third leading cause of death in the U.S. And I just know so many people that have been affected by alcohol, whether it's deteriorating to your health or they have a family member that has caused trauma to the family. Mm -hmm. But it's like 3.3 million deaths attributed to alcohol misuse a year. That's it's a lot. And especially when you're hearing those numbers in bulk, like that's that's kind of like the I don't know, a really good reflection. I don't know. It just sums it all up for you. You're like, oh, because like mm -hmm. I, I know like whenever I don't I don't go like to clubs too often. I think the last time I went was like Halloween a couple years ago. Um, and I think I had like <laughs> one drink. It was like the fruitiest, tootiest drink. Like, was there alcohol in it? Who knows? Probably not. Um, and I just remember like I had a friend who was just like throwing them back. And I was like, first of all, I'd be so full you're just sloshing around a lot of liquid in there are you all right and you're dancing how are you doing that but um and it's like it's not really like judgment or anything because like if you want to have a drink have a drink have fun and if that's you know what you're doing what you're doing but like like with everything else we're talking about on this podcast it's about that intention and that self-reflection so instead of just like staying in the groove of things like you got to ask yourself do i need to disrupt this pattern and I think that's what's really cool with you, because especially with like what you were experiencing and you had that opportunity to disrupt that pattern and then you and you ran with it. Um, so there was actually something I wanted to ask you. So what are you doing with your time now that you're not spending drinking? Like, what have you replaced that with? <laughs> oh, and my gosh, money. I feel like every day is okay first of all let me hit on money really quickly because i do have an app it's called the i am sober app if you're interested oh. in getting resources or tracking sobriety past alcohol you can put in whatever you want um but it does have a savings calculator and just in the hundred days i've saved an estimate of two thousand five hundred dollars on alcohol Yo. Whoa. And this is not including like hangover Uber Eats and like the three days following of coping with it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, you got, if you like put like the loss of productivity like at work or your daily life and stuff like that, like, yo, that's huge. Okay. I wasn't expecting it to be like that much. Like, not to be, I'm not trying to be shady, but like when you're, again, when you're putting that number together, yo, how's that bank account feel? How are your pockets feeling? <laughs> Well, you know, my wife is actually um, sober as well. And we always say, well, we're not drinking and we keep buying things and eating out. And so I can't say that it's gotten better, but it does feel good to say, like, I can eat this because I do suffer from binge eating disorder. Right. I can eat this because I'm not having the calories or, mm. you know, I'm not like lazily laying in bed and like numbing my brain out and eating everything. Right. So it, it does feel like you can treat yourself in other ways. Um, but I do need to save more. Anyway, tangent, squirrel. What I wanted to say was, what am I doing with my time? I want to make it like very clear that I did quit cold turkey, but I, I was detoxing for a plant medicine ceremony. And so that I want to make it clear that I wasn't like, oh, I'm just getting sober because it is hard. 
it is very hard and i feel very blessed to have the experience that i do because i kind of had a jump start and so i was detoxing for two weeks for an ayahuasca ceremony which was a very profound experience for me but i really had no intentions afterwards to like continue not vaping or continue not smoking or continue not drinking alcohol but what happened was after i kind of had that eye-opening experience and i was already detoxed i said what purpose is this serving for me kind of to the point that you just brought up right like we need to stop and analyze our toxic habits and i was getting anxiety about drinking again like i felt guilty and so that was the point where i said you know at this point i think i was like 30 days in and i was like i need to talk to somebody so i did meet up with jamie my sober coach at hype girl healing and she really had to unpack a lot of things with me around it and the bottom line though was if i feel guilty about it it's representing something negative to me and Mm -hmm. i'm not ready I'm not ready. That's the end of the like end of the line. And honestly, like it's one of the reasons that I have like no plans to like go puff a pen or something after this episode. All right. Of my hundred days. Like I fully intend on not drinking alcohol ever again at this point in time. Oh, okay. And so that's not to say that's not to say I won't um, be using some plant medicines and other things that I'm really into. Um, But and when I say plant medicines, I also mean like my hape and my sananga. And if you're interested, yeah. follow me on Instagram and I will show you what those things are. But um, yeah, I, I my goal was 100 days. Me and her talked about, you know, I felt some, some sort of guilt about all the things that I've done to my body, both with the drinking and the actions and decisions that I've made when mm-hmm. I was like drunk. And she was like okay well guess what 100 days all of your cells renew so you'll be a brand new bitch and that's where the goal started and i said okay great let's start there but the further that i'm getting and the more that i'm seeing how detrimental it is to my life and also how like the center of attention drinking is in a lot of scenarios is just like super annoying to me now like i just have no plans on going back i my destiny and i say the word destiny very intentionally and i mean to be this serious about it my destiny has been more clear and more getting close to realized than i've ever experienced in my entire life i have literally been moving at the speed of light since giving up alcohol and like i just I, i don't know how to put it into words like that time back that appreciation for my body that um the the ability to be so self-aware and to be so present for myself and for other people is unmatched and why would i ever want to give that up again yeah and i know how important all that stuff is to you so it's like so cool that you don't have like these blinders or this fog that's in front of you from reaching those things that you want to reach and that you're so dedicated to and that you really care about um because i know when we like first started talking you're like yeah no i'm a party girl i drink and i'm like oh cool because like (laughs) that's awesome it's just not my thing but and then seeing how you're handling it or like what you're deciding to do with this part of your life because i come from a a family of alcoholics and this is a complete your journey is completely different from theirs so it's really interesting to see like uh, a difference between like 50 what happened or what i saw 15 years ago and where people are at today and 
I think one of the coolest things that I really liked what you were talking about was how you're like, I think it was like halfway in of your hundred days and you, you said something along the ground, along the lines of, and maybe I will drink again. And you're like, I just want to get like to this day and then I'll reevaluate. And I think that's so key is the lack of pressure. Like, sure, have your goal, but also be like, hey, you know, if I do drink again, it's okay. And if I want to continue on and hop back on that sobriety train, awesome. Um, or if I want to implement it, but in smaller ways, cool, cool. And I think that's such a healthy way to look at it. Yeah, being open to being flexible also I think is really important. And because I really didn't plan on like being sober forever. But one thing that Jamie has taught me too is like one day at a time. Like, because I told, you know, when we first started talking, I was like, what does the rest of my life look like sober? And she was like, whoa, (laughs) calm down. (laughs) Like one day at a time. And it's so true because I've done a few experiences now that I never, ever in my life would have imagined not doing fucked up. Things like going to an EDM music festival, going to a wedding, going on a bachelorette trip party, like never in my life would I ever have imagined doing those things without a vape pen. First of all, like I'd be puffing on, I had one drink in one hand and a vape pen in the other and just oral fixations going heavy oh, yeah. at it. And now it's just, I don't know. It's like you reach a point where there's different, there's different challenges throughout it. Like in the beginning, I really wanted to smoke. Right. And I really didn't get any alcohol for cravings cravings until like halfway, probably when I was talking to you about doing it again is when I was getting cravings again. And now I'm at the point where I have those big experiences under my belt that I thought I needed alcohol to show up in. And I'm like, Oh, I got this. Oh yeah. I got this. And like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I was kind of getting emotional a little bit earlier because yeah one of the things i've been like really dealing with was like i'm so fucking mad that i wasted so much of like my life drinking and like really upset about it because i was like what the fuck could i have done with like like all these years of my 20s if i would have just taken those rose-colored glasses off but you know i have to remember that with anything like there's no light without dark and I needed to go through those I needed those experiences for the time being and this journey wouldn't mean so much to me right now if I hadn't had been that party girl I guess you know exactly but it's just like hard to think like where I could be in this like um I'm kind of on a, like I said, destiny journey. I'm on like a life purpose journey right now and finding out what really makes me happy. And I'm just like, I feel like I've, I've done five years of work and a hundred days of that journey. And it's like, what could have happened if I started earlier? So it's, it's not easy. It's not. (laughs) And it's so easy to get into that look of what, what I've done with that time that it feels like you wasted, but you didn't waste it. Because like you said, you wouldn't be the person who you are today. You wouldn't be making these decisions. You wouldn't be having these ambitions and dreams and helping others with your story and now what you're wanting to do with your experiences and with your interests if you hadn't gone through that. Now, that's not to say that like any pain and suffering that you had was like, you know, awesome. Glad you went through that so you could be who you are now. But I think the kind of person that you are and like the stuff that you want to do moving forward, 
I think this is a very powerful experience in that time that you did have with this part of your life, I think really allows you to blossom in a different way. So while it may feel like this time was wasted or you could have allocated it in a different way, I think the Che today is just so strong and can really just see your eyes. Like you have new glasses, you have new eyes, all right? And I think that <laughs> those hardships, because I'm not the big fan of being like, oh, your traumas or everything that was difficult to you is what made you stronger. Because it's not that, but it does mm -hmm. impact who you are as a person. And you're an awesome person. And I think that mm -hmm. what you're going to do moving forward is going to be really impactful for yourself and others. Oh, it's just making me cry more. <laughs> no, and then it's, it's so emotional yeah, too. It is. And I just think like my, my message today is that there's so much more. There's so much that you don't know when you decide to, you know, reevaluate those toxic habits and you decide to give up the things that you've been so codependent on for so long. And and the chain of effects that happens, the universe has your back. Like, it's insane to me how much I've been able to grow in so many other ways because it's almost like, you know, if I, for example, go out and I have a drink and then therefore I want to vape okay. and then therefore I want to smoke afterwards because I don't feel like going to bed yet and then therefore I want to eat and then therefore I wake up feeling like shit and so I want to uber eats and I don't go to the gym and I don't do anything on my personal to-do list besides you know just making sure I'm showing up for work and getting my work done it's a chain of events and so when you can stop one of those chains you stop a lot of other things and i just want people to realize that there's so much beauty that can come from it you have to push through consistency is key and you'll figure that shit out along the way like it's yeah. not supposed to be rainbows and butterflies you know what i mean yeah and i really like what you said about like once you experience something without those like uh those things that you're trying to either reduce or remove from your life, you start to realize like, oh, it's possible. Like I used to smoke a cigarette mm -hmm. after like every single meal or after every single meeting at work because there was a time where I got like so stressed out and talking to people and I would smoke a cigarette before and after every meeting I had. And I was like, I'm going yeah. through too many. Um, and then I started, I started to like cut down and then it got to the point where I wasn't doing that after and before every meeting or every meal. And I was like, oh, it is possible. And so that gives a lot of like motivation and I don't know, insurance that you can do these things. And that's not like it was all at once. It's not like I crushed up my box of cigarettes and threw them away, but it was like, hey, I can reduce yeah. this and then see what I can do next, like what the next step is. Uh, and I think that's just like that perspective is so important because I think whenever we're trying to change these kinds mm -hmm. of parts of our lives, we think cold turkey or all at once or nah. And it's not that. Like we No, not at all. We've evolved past that. There's so much more fluidity and flexibility with your journey on these kinds of things. And you and you won't find out what works best for you unless you try it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So look at those codependencies. Like really ask yourself like 
how many times are you spending hungover? How many times are you not dealing with your emotions? How many more calories are you intaking? How many times are you making friends with fake people that you'll never actually be friends with? How many times are you fucking up your sleep schedule? Mm. And how many times are you voluntarily giving yourself anxiety? Right. We have to take accountability for it. And like you said, figure out what works. Like my scenario was a little bit different, but it's about the small wins and trial and error. It's like literally trial and error, you know? Yeah. Something, speaking of trials, something I'm trying with my partner is um, they're going to like ration out like a, a day's worth of cigarettes for me. And then after every week, like one's going to be removed. And so I don't have like oh, the pack. I get like a little sandwich baggie of my cigarettes for the day <laughs> and they're going to hold on to them. So like I need to like make that uh intention to be like either ration them out and then hopefully like realize like okay certain parts of the day i don't need this and then reduce them because i've tried cold turkey for me it doesn't work um and Mm -hmm. i know that having like that accountability buddy so i know and like they're super on board they're like hell yeah let's do it so uh i'm excited (laughs) for that too and it's it's gonna be a trial it's not gonna be like okay if i fail this i'm never gonna try again or if i fail this i'm a failure uh because it's not a failure it's practice and practice makes progress literally (laughs) we love that saying (laughs) we do it's real man um, it's really inspiring too because I just feel like so much more aware of cultural norms now and this is such a huge one and I'm just I'm loving that people are talking about it more because I really can't see alcohol in a positive light anymore Mm. at all and I've told friends that alcohol has violently and I use that word intentionally again has violently kept me from my dreams Mm. because I've seen how much I've been able to get done in a hundred days versus the last I don't know eight nine years of my life oh dude wild how cool to be able to look back on that too and do like a compare and contrast because like instead of like you get to like then like plan (laughs) and it's like be like okay so like in the next so many years because you have yeah, more than 10 years, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like you have more than yeah. 10 years left, but like what you're going to be able to accomplish moving forward mm-hmm. is really cool, especially with your brain fully developed and in the position you are and the experiences you have, what you do moving forward is going to be like really powerful. No, I appreciate that. And I feel it. Like I feel it in my bones, like mm. all these things that I'm experimenting with in this new life that I get to live. Like I literally get to live a new life. And I do feel very blessed to be able to have lived like both ends of the spectrum. Like I've done the party crazy shit. Um, And now I get to live this like very holistic, mindful, exploring levels of consciousness life. Like I feel very blessed to have lived both lives, but it's just opened up a new realm for me. And if if this hasn't convinced you yet to consider, you know, getting sober curious, just remember that the benefits are out of this world. Like not only physically, mentally, your relationships, your productivity, financially, literally breathing, like you said, sleeping, your choice making, like, and for me, my spiritual abilities Mm. are like out of control. And there's just many more and, and you'll, you'll find out what that means for you. But it's safe to try and try it out and see what works best for you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with trying and nothing wrong with trying again and again. 
you got a life to live. It's up to you and to play. Uh, that's something I like that you say a lot is to play around in that, those spaces. It's okay. Practice makes progress. Practice makes progress. <laughs> and play. Play and practice make progress. I love that. Because we talk about that a lot. Like, you can have fun with it or you can cry about it. Like, which one are you going to... Yeah, because like, the world is, yours? is not one way or another. There's so much fluid space in between and we can all exist in between that. Try, play, and experiment. Because that's how you're going to, I don't know, get the fullest out of your life. Don't listen to what everyone else has already laid out. Pave your own way. Literally, though, right? But um, thank you for holding space for me to share my story today. Again, by the time this episode drops, I'm 100 days in with no plans of going back at this point. I feel invincible. I feel like the world is mine. And at the end of the day, again, I'm showing up for myself, for others, and this world better. Oh, oh, well said. You know, I appreciate you so much for being vulnerable and transparent with with your story, because this is this is super personal, you know, and what a wonderful journey you have had and will continue to have. So I appreciate you, Jay. I appreciate you, Sam. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of We've Got It All Wrong. Follow us on Instagram at We've Got It All Wrong and check out our link tree located in our bio for ways to connect and learn more. You can also sign up for our email list so we can keep in touch and send resources directly to you on ways to be your own catalyst for change. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag We've Got It All Wrong with your thoughts so we can hear what's up from you. Whatever platform you're using to listen to us today, please follow, subscribe, and rate this episode so that we can build our community of societal rebels and spread the knowledge on how to take back control of how we show up in the world. And remember, practice makes progress. Doing your best is the best that you can do. And fuck society society standards. standards. Bye. Bye.